Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Now's a great time to join Navy Federal, especially if you have a credit card balance after the holidays. Balance transfers allow you to move your current credit card balance from other lenders to a Navy Federal credit card. For more information, visit NavyFederal.org. All right, today we're talking we're talking with uh, Sean Ambrose. You're, you're the author of Ghost of the Valley. Sean, you're still on, still on active duty with the Army. Who, uh, in my in my best way, a Marine can do that. And uh, I appreciate you being here. We're looking forward to hearing your story and uh, everything about about your book. Um, Take us back and go back to the beginning of your days in the Army and tell us what you've been doing. Yeah, so I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. Um, I, I did about a semester of community college, and I realized it just wasn't for me. So um, <clears throat> I joined because my at the time, my high school sweetheart, who was a year ahead of me, she wanted me to have a plan for myself, and I, I just didn't have a plan. So um, I, I signed up because I figured the Army was handing out plans. So, uh, so I signed up with the army and, and then I surprised her. I was going to take her with me and, and then she broke up with me as soon as I was shipping out. So I was kind of stuck. So, but it was probably the, the best times I've heard that story. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. So it was probably the best immature decision I ever made, but, um, I do love, I do yeah, love so. what you said. The army was handing out plans. That's an awesome way of looking at oh, it. Oh yeah. Well, she <laughs> asked me, she's like, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, I don't know. I, uh, the army gave me a five-year contract. So there's my five-year plan right there. So, Wow. A yeah. woman knows a woman that knows what she's looking for. Holy cow. That was, that was like yeah. right out of high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was a year ahead of me. So she's like 19. Oh, so yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So t- tell us a little bit about what you've done in the army. Um, so I've, I've served at uh, Fort Carson for about almost six years, uh, Hawaii for three, uh, Joint Base Lewis McCord, Washington for just under two, and then I've been here at Fort Leonard, Missouri for just over a year now, um, where I'm currently serving as the military police uh, senior leader course instructor. So I'm teaching all the staff sergeants, getting ready to be platoon sergeants. Um, yeah, so those are the duty, station I've, duty stations I've been at. And then as far as deployments, um, I served in Afghanistan from 2009, 2010 where I was, as soon as I got into country, I've always been an MP, but as soon as I got into country, they made me a medic. And then, uh, and then my second deployment was 2011-2012, and then they did the same thing. I was made into a medic as well as a de- designated squad marksman. Wow. Did you just go through a medic crash course or what? Yeah, prior, prior to leaving for my first deployment, um, all the major installations, Bragg, Carson, Hood, all that stuff like that, that were rapidly deploying, they had an EMT course. And so they, uh, actually got, they got us nationally certified as EMTBs, um, and that was good enough to be medical. I could still I- induce uh, morphine and, and certain fluids, and um, I could carry around certain equipment that, uh, you know, as far as like cutting people's throat open, getting two king tubes in there and stuff like that, that CLS personnel couldn't do. Wow. Crazy stuff. It's uh, amazing to think how, how quickly we can take somebody to doing those types of things on the battlefield. So good on you. And uh, it's amazing. Some things are, <laughs> our military is able to do. And if you spoke yeah. this to your civilian uh, counterparts, they'd be like, are you crazy? You were doing that with that, <laughs> that little amount of training. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, uh, tell us a little bit about where the idea 
uh, from your book came, where, where, where your, the idea for your book came from uh, goes to the Valley? Um, so I've always kind of been told by mentors and seniors of mine that I should write a book that I had a abnormal story, especially for an MP, uh, the battles that I fought in, um, in particular, um, they were very interested in them and they thought that maybe I could be a good storyteller, but I just kind of took it as a compliment, but I didn't really feel like being vulnerable and having all my information, feelings and everything else out there, um, for everyone to just kind of, uh, mimic and, and judge. So for, for years, I just kind of put it off to the side. And uh, when I got here to Fort Leonard Wood last year, I realized very quickly that PTSD evolves to the situation you're currently in. And I don't have soldiers for the first time. And I'm all by myself as an instructor. So um, no field cycles, no late night phone calls. It led to a lot of time to myself. And a lot of time to myself led to a lot of thinking. And thinking led to doors I haven't been through in a long time. And so I figure, well, maybe if I put my pain on paper and I write a book, it'll help me with coping. And, uh, and I wasn't I didn't go out to write a book. It literally just was to just to put my pain on paper, just write my thoughts out, talk about these events. And, uh, and somebody picked it up and read it and they said, dude, this, you should write a book. And I was like, you think it's that good? And they're like, yeah. And then, so I just kind of slapped chapters above the things and there was no real author way of doing it. I didn't write a draft. I didn't brainstorm. I just blurted my stuff on paper and it just kind of formed the way it was. Wow. Did, throughout uh, the, the time when you started writing, uh, did you run into writer's block or was it ever a, uh, what am I going to write about next? Or it was basically just like a stream of conscious, consciousness flown out of you? Yeah. It, I, I watched some old video. I have a bunch of videos and pictures on my, my computer and stuff. And I rewatched and relived some of these things just for just to remember and fine tune some of the details. But um, for the most part, I, I just told the story. I just told from my perspective, the book is, is fairly, it's a fairly short read. It's 10 chapters total, but only nine of them are actual readable chapters. Um, it it, it kind of surrounds itself around two major battles. One, my first deployment, one, my second. Um, it ha- kind of has a build into it. And then in between the deployments and afterwards, talking the aftermath of dealing with all these things. Um, and then the last chapter, chapter 10 is, it's nothing but resources, phone numbers, websites for veterans. So if they pick up my book, they have information to help them. Um, but yeah, so it, it was just kind of a weird process and how it kind of came to be. Mm-hmm. So still being active duty, what you were talking about when you found yourself falling, you know, had fallen into this instructor role uh, there at Fort Lost in the Woods, which you're right down the road from me. I'm in Kansas yeah. City. So uh, all of a sudden you had a lot of time to think. Um, oftentimes, uh, you know, a, a lot of military folks, this didn't really happen until after they've gotten out. So what can you tell us about as things started to unravel and you started to peel that onion back? Um, and you mentioned PTSD. You, you really started writing more as a therapeutic way just to get everything down on paper. What, what kind of things did you discover? And you might even cover some of this in your book about uh, basically unpacking all of that. Two major, two major battles in Afghanistan yeah. and everything else. Um, I, I guess and there wasn't anything like new. I didn't, I didn't learn something new that I didn't already know before, but I definitely revisited some things and some thoughts that I haven't thought about in some time. Um, I, I specifically, you know, you know, like, uh, the battles, you know, I, I never actually went back and thought about like, what did I think about in that moment? Like, what was I thinking exactly? And in detail. And so what I had to do is, uh, I had to relive these battles, and essentially when I wrote the book, as I'm explaining what's going on around me in the battle, there's a 
stuff writing and it's actually my internal thoughts in that moment um, as, as the event is, is unfolding. And so people will actually know what I was thinking in that moment. Um, and, and so that's actually implemented in the book as well. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if I discovered anything new, but it definitely was therapeutic to get it off my chest and tell the story from a team perspective. Mm-hmm. Was it a surprise to you when you started writing how much information came out of you? Like how much writing you're able to actually do? Yeah. I mean, I really didn't notice until it was all said and done. I mean, when I, when I scrolled back and looked, I was like, Holy crap, that's a lot. Like I just kind of just pounded against the keys and just kept going. And then, um, and then it wasn't until I went through for my first revision just to like reread the whole thing. I was like, man, this is, it's like a quite a bit. So. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, Hey, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So hold that thought. Now hear this. You don't have to be in the Navy to join Navy Federal Credit Union. That's right. If you're an active duty service member, veteran, DOD civilian, or a military family member, you can join Navy Federal. That means if you've served in any branch of the military, doesn't have to just be the Navy, could be Army, Marine Corps, Air Force, or Coast Guard, you can join Navy Federal Credit Union. On average, Navy Federal members earn and save $361 more per year. You can pay no fees, get low rates and rate discounts, plus earn cash back and grow your savings. Navy Federal puts members first, by helping them save money, make money, and enjoy peace of mind and security through personalized around-the-clock service. Plus, now's a great time to join. Have a large credit card balance after the holidays? Balance transfers allow you to move your current credit card balance from other lenders to a Navy Federal credit card. Make a plan to do away with high-interest credit card debt by transferring your balance to a Navy Federal credit card. With a low-intro APR no-balance transfer fees, you can pick the right card to help you take back control. Visit NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal Credit Union are members of the mission. Insured by NCUA, dollar value of Navy Federal's 2019 member giveback study, 599 to 18% variable APRs based on product type and credit worthiness. Up to $1 cash advance transaction fees may apply at non-Navy Federal ATMs. All right, back talking with uh, Sean Ambries for uh, author of Ghost of the Valley. So Sean, before the break, um, you were talking about basically just the mechanics of writing your book. Um, which is funny uh, from your perspective, because you just sat down and just started writing and there never really were any roadblocks in your way whatsoever. Um, had a number of book authors on the show over the years and some guys have to come up with this magical system or something like that, where it forces them to sit down and actually write the book on a daily basis, a, you know, weekly basis, whatever it may be. Yeah. And, uh, for you, for, for you, it just happened. You put your mind to it and sat down and did it, which was awesome. So as you, as you finished this writing, um, you said that there are a few people that read what you'd written so far and were basically encouraging you. Yeah. You really need to turn this into a book because you weren't even writing it as a book in the beginning. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about how, uh, how it came about. You said, okay, I guess I've got a book here and I need to go to the next step and, and make it a book. Yeah. So I, so like I said, I had a couple people just kind of look over it and read it and they were like, dude, really like it. It's good. And then I started to, I was like, well, let me just for shits and gigs, let me just put a chapter above this paragraph and let me just call that chapter one. And then I'll rearrange some things. And then I was like, well, do you like this? And people were like, yeah, we like it a lot. And then, so then it kind of just took off. And then 
there were a bunch of generals, a retired sergeant major of the army and, and a recent medal of honor recipient that all endorsed the book. They loved it. Um, and this was before it even got its editing done. Um, so it still kind of had some trash pieces and it had some work to be done. Um, and so I was kind of taken back that all these people were willing to endorse my book and my story. And, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just kind of, I was overwhelmed by, I guess just the I, I really didn't know what I was doing. I'm not a very good, like, uh, I'm not a very intelligent person when it comes to the, the analytics of being an author. So I just, yeah, just kind of well, that's funny. Cause it sounds like none of those, none of those roadblocks or those, or those mental blocks were there. Cause you just, you just didn't even think about it. You just sat down and did I just it. Told the, yeah. I just told the story. So, uh, and, and you know, obviously I would go knowing what I know now and seeing the process, I wish, that I would have done things differently or at least uh, uh, fine tune things and made them better. Um, obviously mm -hmm. I think anybody would have done that for, for especially their first book. Um, but uh, yeah, it just, it just kind of happened. Like what are some of those things that you learned that you wish you would have known in the beginning? You know, if you're speaking to that recent, that veteran or somebody who might still be in who's looking yeah. to write a book, like what, what are those things? What are those lessons learned? I think maybe do a little more research on the formatting. Like I didn't really know Chicago style. And I think most books are all Chicago style. Um, understanding the, <clears throat> I guess the publishing process a little bit more is very, very difficult. Uh, you know, everyone's writing style is different. So I can't really critique that. Mine's not going to be no Stephen King. It's not, I'm not general Mattis. I'm not teaching you some leadership philosophy you've never heard of. I'm just telling you a very raw and blunt force story of combat told from my eyes and how I witnessed my leaders do some crazy immaculate American badass things. Um, and, and so that's, that's kind of how mine's written. But uh, I, I think the, if you're going to publish a book, um, I would say understand the publishing process is the hardest part, especially if you're going to try to go for a publisher. Yeah. I just got completely lucky, but it, not, some people are not so lucky. Yeah. Like what are some of the things like, what, what comes to mind exactly are you talking about? Um, I'm really wanting to do yeah. this. What were some yeah, so, things you wish you so knew? So far, like, like from what I was always told, well, not really told, from what I researched, like publishing companies themselves, unless like you're Stephen King, uh, it's going to be hard to get a book. And yeah. the, what I was kind of described from somebody in the publishing world was, you know, especially for mine being like a, it's not a biography. It's not really about me. It's kind of just a memoir told from my perspective. Um, you know, I'm not Brad Pitt, like in apologize for my language, like who gives a shit about me? You know what I'm saying? Like no one's going to want to buy a book about some guy that served. Yeah. Cool. Right. Cool story. Guy. A lot of us have served, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it had to be special to these publishing companies, which in their eyes, a lot of memoirs and biographies are just not special to them uh, mm -hmm. unless you're a celebrity. And so that's the hard part. If you're going to do one of those types of books, and so in my mind, once I read that, I immediately was like, well, I'm just going to self-publish it. You know, it's easy nowadays because you could just go on Amazon and Amazon has an entire system that you can literally upload your document. They make your cover sheet for you. They distribute it. They ship it. They, they store it. They do everything. You don't do anything. Now they take a good amount of royalties. But if you're not doing it like me, for example, I'm not, I wasn't doing it for the money. Most of my proceeds are going to a foundation that was built for my lieutenant who was killed. So um, if you're, if you're doing it for the money, there's obviously other ways you look at it, but, um, publishing companies are important because they, they pay for everything. And so, it, like I said, in my mind, I was like, I ain't got the money for, for that. I don't have the time because I, I don't want to sit on my book. I don't want to start it finish because I finished my book in two months and I didn't want to, yeah, it took, I, I was done in two months, completely, wow. completely done unedited, of course. 
Uh I was done writing in two months. And I was like, I don't want to sit on this thing for three years and be like, oh, remember that one time I wrote something but didn't get anywhere? Like, I didn't want that. So, so what, I, what I did was I contacted a couple editing companies and I got, again, I got lucky. I contacted the, uh, the military editor company and she edits a lot of military books. And she told me her price, which was generous, but I just could not afford it. And she read my story and she was like, you know what? I'm going to hook you up. And so she did it for free. And she did an entire book for free, which like she, she set my bar to be that much better of a book. And then as far as publishing, um, you know, like I said, I was, gonna, I was days away from hitting send on self-publish on Amazon and a guy read my book and him and his partner loved it. And they were like, look, we don't do memoirs and biographies and stuff like that, but we're going to take a chance on your book. And they fronted like $10,000 and they just, they took it and they ran with it. They got an Amazon, Nook, Kindle. They just got done with the audio book here not too long ago. So, um, you know, they, they really did take a, a huge, huge toll for me. So yeah. You know, that's interesting. I've had a number of book authors. Um, the, the Navy SEAL who wrote the book, 101 Deadly Skills, something, something by a Navy SEAL or whatever. And yeah. we were talking afterwards online about his recommendations, of, you know, do's and don'ts of writing a book. He's like, Okay, whatever you do, don't write your memoirs <laughs> for the same reason. Yeah. Like you're not famous, so no one cares, and so yeah. a, a memoir book just isn't going to sell. No one's going to want to buy it. Um, and he actually, you know, kind of from a military planning perspective, he he's like, you know, go to the objective area, and then it's objective area planning, and then plan backwards from the objective area. So he said, find a publisher that works for you. And then ask them what kind of books they're actually looking for. And then tailor your stuff to satisfy one of those niches that they happen to be looking for. So he, that's what, that was his recommendation about um, the, the whole memoir thing. And every yeah. military guy wants to just write their story. And like you said, you know, like, well, I don't really care. I'm writing a memoir. I'm just putting this down on paper. So, you know, it worked for you. Um, and it does for a lot of guys. I mean, there's a lot of really good books out there from military folks that are essentially memoirs that become, you know, very successful. So um, in the editing process, especially with this, with this really good editor who volunteered to do it for free for you, which is awesome. Can you tell like somebody who's never written a book, can you tell me what do they, what do they actually do when they edit it? Like, do they say, Oh, you obviously, you misspelled a word or you use the wrong version of this word, the wrong text and uh, context. Yeah, and grammatical stuff. It, yeah, she she never touched say, my, you stuff. know, there was nothing of substance that got changed really. So it was mostly no, syntax no. and proper grammar. And yeah. Yeah. She just made sure that it was clean and that it sounded, it sounded professional, but she, she understood and, and, and thought deeply of my story and didn't want to change that because they're my words. Now she might add a recommendation, for this and that, like, Hey, you should put a little more detail right here or whatever. But, um, she never tried to take anything out of it. So it was just cleaning up essentially. Wow. That's really cool. That's, I mean, it's great to hear. So, um, so you went with the self-publishing route via Amazon, right? Mm, uh, well, I was going to until my publisher picked me up. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I was days away from doing it. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take your book. I'm going to run with it. So, Really? Yeah, took it. Yep. No kidding. And what was that experience like? Do they like send you a contract and you have to sign it and yeah. You know, what, yeah, like- but 
they work very well with me. Um, essentially, that they said, "Look, we own the book and story, but the story's yours. We're not going to change anything. We're not going to, you know, you know, if you want to walk away, the story is still yours. You know, um, so they they they've worked really really well with me. Um, mm-hmm. My publisher Mark is a great guy. So, and and so they like, did they send you a check like up front, like, or did was is it only? Uh, no, it's every month. No, it's every month, and I essentially I get a dollar a book, so it's not a lot. So it's a yeah. dollar a book, and then like I said, of that, most of my proceeds uh, I send, um, like every every month or every two months, I send uh, money to the Lieutenant or Tyler, excuse me, the Lieutenant Tyler Parton Foundation, which, like mm-hmm. I said, he was my LT, and mm-hmm. so that that goes to them. Okay, that's awesome. Um, as far as dealing with the publisher and Amazon and everything. Uh, do you know where most of your do most of your books are the mostly selling off the Amazon platform or somewhere else? Yeah, just because it's easier for people to add. It's cheaper actually to buy on my publisher's website, like two dollars cheaper at shipping and everything. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just easier for Amazon because people like to add things in their cart and then just buy it. Yeah, um, and then obviously people who like the digital platform, there's the Nook and Kindle. So, uh-huh. and when you signed the deal with the publisher, did you did you have to commit to marketing or promoting or going going? No, to I do that. I do it just to help. Okay. No, no, no. I, 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 yeah, I don't, I literally just, uh, gave them the book. That's essentially what it was. I, I, but I do all the marketing and everything myself. Uh, you know, he doesn't require me to, to do anything, but it's, it's only going to be as successful as I make it. So that's why I take on the marketing and try to get the book out there because I'm trying to build, I'm trying to bridge three different gaps. I'm trying to build one between myself or the combat veterans and other and ex-combat veterans, people who you know gotten out, have seen combat, and I'm trying to show them they're not alone, and that um, that their stories need to be told. Um, I'm trying to bridge the gap between you know ourselves, us combat veterans, us military, and our civilian community, so they can understand that this is one story of 20 years of war, and there's many stories like mine. Um, and then bridging the gap between myself or us combat veterans and those who haven't deployed yet, our future generation younger soldiers, so that they can learn from our endeavors so that when they ultimately inevitably face off with death in the next conflict, they can apply with what we taught them so that they can be successful in their combat operations. So there's three different things I'm trying to build here. Wow. That's awesome. Definitely, definitely a man on a mission. appreciate that. Um, you have any good stories um, where somebody you didn't know has read your book? And, and made contact with you or gotten some, you got some feedback from some folks? Not, not like anyone like famous or anything like that, that I know of yet. Right. Um, I know one book was sent to LeBron James. That was kind of, <laughs> kind of random, but uh, um, yeah, I got asked, I got asked, I guess some officer in, in the West Point uh, community read my book and, and I got asked to talk to the freshman class of a thousand cadets. Um, maybe like, maybe like two months ago. Oh, really? uh, and, and so I talked about an hour to the freshman class. Uh, so that was, that was kind of cool. It was, it was, it was hosted by the West points, modern war Institute. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it was a pretty good event. Yeah. Um, any good, any good lessons or experiences uh, being able to speak at West point, anything come to mind? Uh, well, I was supposed to have actually gone there, but because of COVID they, they, they canceled the event. It was gonna be nice. Cause they were going to like show me around and, I'd, I'd never seen yeah. West Point before. And yeah. so I really would have wished I, I could have gone and, and actually spent some time there, but it was just held over Zoom. Um, and so it was, it was oh, fairly yeah. quick. 
Yeah, it yeah. didn't even dawn on me that, the, of course, it was on Zoom. Yeah, like everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, I've, I've interviewed a lot of West Point grads on the, on the show and uh, is even an instructor that I think she's still there, but she was teaching entrepreneur, an entrepreneurship okay. class at West Point. So um, I think we get a few uh, West Point listeners out there. So, yeah, maybe, maybe you get to go back a year from now if, uh, once all this is over with. So, um, yeah. well... Um, so Sean, um, as we were getting a little, where is the best place to find it on Amazon? You said it's actually cheaper on the publisher's website. Where would we find the publisher's website? Yeah. Uh, mentormilitary.com is my publisher. It's like two bucks cheaper, but, um, like I said, it's also on Amazon, Nook and Kindle and, and they're, they're finishing up the contract for audible. They're trying to get it on audible. Um, we've already completed the audio book itself. And so it's going to be um, a little different because they hired somebody to read the book. You know, he's got a nice professional voice. And like I said, I, there's a bunch of, as things are happening in the book, there's internal thoughts or dialogue that I'm thinking to myself in my head. I went and actually recorded all those and then he spliced all of them together. So as he's reading the combat scenarios and like things are happening, you actually hear my voice come in, my own internal thoughts to the reader. So it's a little uh, different, double narrated, but we'll see how it works out. Yeah, that's awesome. So how long did it, um, what was the process like where you had to read your own, read the own sections of your book that were like that? Like just get in front of a microphone and read it? Yeah, it was a little awkward because you just got a couple of the dudes in the booth and they're listening and, and, and I just asked them if I could use the booth like 25 bucks an hour and I got it done within an hour, but they didn't know what the book was about. They just like, yeah, go ahead, go in there. And then like, I'm reading about like, you know, medic stuff and snipers. And they're just like, what, like, what the hell are you talking about? And then I'm, of course, a lot of the internal thoughts are like smart ass comments I'm having with myself in my head. So they're just like, what are you reading? And so I had to kind of explain it to them and stuff. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I can only imagine. All right. Well, um, so if you're talking to somebody that, you know, that's in the military that thinks they got a book inside of them, um, but you, they just don't know really where to start or how to get started or really what they're getting into. Um, mm -hmm. What kind of advice comes to mind? Uh, like I said, research the publishing process and publisher. It's kind of like how you had mentioned finding a publisher that has a like-minded or vision like you that you could kind of jump on board with. If you don't want to go that route, because honestly, a lot, a lot of times you have to submit like a chapter to a publishing company and then you might not ever hear back from them. And so if you don't feel like the waiting game, like me, I'm just, I'm an impatient bastard. I did, I was not going to wait for anybody. So I was like, I'm just going to self-publish. And if that's the route you want to do, that's fine. Uh, I, I think I want to encourage the, especially the military community. Like, you know, I'm not an officer. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm just a ground pounding enlisted member. Um, I was held back in fourth grade. I'm not a smart individual, but now I have two degrees and when I leave service, I could say I'm an author and I'd like other soldiers. And it doesn't have to be an author. You don't have to write a book. I'm just saying, find another title, certify yourself, make yourself valuable to the community. So that when you do transition out, you can say you're more than just a specialist in the army or you're more than just a soldier. Now I can say I'm a soldier and I'm an author. And so, you know, I just want other soldiers, especially enlisted because they get kind of left in the dark um, as far as uh, opportunities to progress, mm -hmm. you know, that they can, they can easily certify themselves as whatever they want while they're in service. So they could, yeah. you know, bring value to the market. That's awesome. All right. Um, so what, what's the name of your publisher again? Military, uh, is it military? Mentor military. Yeah. Mentor military. Is that? Or mil yeah. Military mentor. Sorry. Yeah. I always get 
<laughs> One or the <laughs> other. <laughs> uh, I, I've never, I don't know if I've ever actually heard of them. So they're, they're primarily a, a military publishing company then. Yeah. I, I don't know if they have it um, on the Marine bases, um, but mentor military, they, they do a lot of the books. Like, so for, I know more army guys will know this, but if you go into like clothing and sales or like the PX, um, especially clothing and sales, they have like that bookshelf there. Um, and there's like this big blue book and it says the mentor and they have like some other ones like awards and, uh, NCOERs and they, they're almost like, uh, like study guide books to help you or like leadership type books, but he makes all those books. And so they're mm-hmm. mostly leadership tailored towards, uh, current regulations and stuff like that. And that's why he doesn't normally do memoirs and stuff. So this is like his first or actually second memoir. I think he's partook on. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So I have to check that out. Also find it on Amazon. So uh, Sean Tobias Ambrise goes to the Valley is the name of the book. Check it out. Um, obviously a great story. And uh, um, when, when you were, when you were back in high school and had to write a paper for English class, did you, was it much more painful doing that? Did you ever, did you ever think of yourself as being a published author someday? Uh, yeah. I never saw this coming. Never. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. All right. Well, hey, Sean, I appreciate you being here and telling your story and uh, good luck on your future success and hope you sell millions. Thank you. Though. All Thank right. you. I appreciate it. Okay. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike. <laughs>